What are you guys? It's the Connection Podcast. Welcome, everybody. We have a, a special episode today. If you notice this, if it sounds a little bit different, because we actually have some guests with us tonight. Hey. We have Matt Ocheta from Hillsong hey. College. Not Hillsong College, but Hillsong Church. He's probably going to go to Hillsong College one day. But we'll uh, see, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and then we also have Greg Scalia. Scalia, that's Scalia, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, way to so, go. I'm impressed. So we have some guests with us tonight. Um, we're going to be talking about joy, um, something I we think that a lot of people are probably struggling with, something that you know we all probably deal with at some point in our lives of uh, having joy stolen from us, quote unquote, or just not knowing where it comes from kind of thing. So, And another question we'll be exploring is, was there a difference between happiness and joy? Right. right. Or are they the same thing? Mm-hmm. So we're going to, you know, when I was preparing some notes for this, uh, I was taken to the book of Nehemiah, um, talking about, you know, the joy of the Lord, of the Lord is our strength. Um, so this is going to be kind of like our focus for tonight. So we're going Old Testament. We're going kind of old school. Um, Throwback. Yes. <laughs> but we're also going to jump into the New Testament as well later on. So I'm going to go ahead and read this for you all. So this is coming out of Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10 is uh, the main scripture. I'm not going to read the whole, the whole story to you. I'll kind of describe it. But uh, starting in verse 10, it says, Nehemiah said, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to be talking about. So easy. I kind of uh, in a couple episodes, right? You mm-hmm. sang a little children's church song about peace like a river, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard this song? I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Hey. Down in my heart. Hey. Where? Down in my heart. You yeah. guys have heard that song, right? Matt, you've heard that. Greg, you've heard that. Oh, of course. I grew up with that yeah. song. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is a good reminder, first of all, right? Yeah. That we've got joy in our heart. Joy not in things not of the world, not in possessions, not in material things, but joy like down in our heart, right? Not at the yeah. surface level, but like rooted down somewhere where it, it can be sustained. Yeah. So I, so last time we, we sang, it was about peace like a river, right? And I was like, I don't want peace like a river. I don't, I, I don't want that. And I think this one, I think I do want, I want joy deep down in my heart. So yeah. a little bit of a different shift. Mm-hmm. Um, so real quick, I'm just going to kind of describe this story of what's going on here in the context for you all. So Ezra, um, who was a teacher of the law and a priest, gathered together an assembly to hear the reading of the word of God and his law uh, that was given to Moses. So he's gathering all these people together to read the word of God to them. Um, so he's got a bunch of people around him that are helping him, that you're, you know, they're kind of helping the people understand what he's reading. And I love what verse 5 says, is that Ezra opened the book. <laughs> If you want to start somewhere, open the book, you know? Yeah, you just want to, do it. Yeah, if you want to start somewhere, <laughs> open the book. And all the people could see him because he was standing above them. Um, and as he opened it, the people all stood up. We kind of practice this today, right? And some churches at like Hillsong, sometimes if we have a guest preacher, they'll say, will you stand for the reading of the word, right? And I think this is where this com- comes from. It's a place of like mm-hmm. honor and respect of just saying like, you know, this is a, a holy moment. This is a, a glorified moment. So we are going to stand and respect the reading of this. Uh, and then Ezra praised the Lord. All the people lifted their hands and responded, Amen, Amen. Mm-hmm. Again, we still do this in church today. Yep. Uh, then they bowed down and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Uh, and then it says the people started weeping 
And because what they're hearing is the disobedience and rebellion of Israel, right? But then they were told not to weep because it was a holy day for the Lord. And so what this means is that they were weeping when they should have been rejoicing, mm-hmm. right? All these people that are gathered around listening to the word of God, like they are being so moved by the word of God that they are hearing that they're weeping. But the thing is, they're weeping because they're saddened by the disobedience. But really what Ezra was trying to say is like, no, like God was still with us through all of this, like through the disobedience, through all of this, God was is still with us to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the joy of the Lord, right, is not found in the things past, right? The, the joy of the Lord is found in the road to restoration, right? To the right relationship with God, to to the restoration of, of our relationship with him. You know, think of the prodigal son returning to the father. Yeah, exactly. Right. That father was so happy. He was mm-hmm. so filled with joy that his son was returning to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, don't grieve or weep. Like this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That's a, I think that's a good kind of scripture to have for joy. Like this is the day the Lord has made. God made it. Yeah. I have breath in my lungs. I'm going to give him praise. Like I have joy in my heart because of this. You know what that gives you? Like that gives you a base to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, absolutely. You know, even if there is something going on, you've got the day that is there for you to fall back on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, love that. Um, and actually, it was funny last night. I was reading Second Corinthians chapter seven, verse ten, and then right before uh, you guys all got here, I, I just was flipping back to it and looked at it again. And it actually says, "Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret." But worldly sorrow brings death. Yeah. And I was like, this is relating exactly to what this story is saying. Like the, 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 the people are so focused on the disobedience, right? The worldly kind of like death that they were living in. Yeah. That they couldn't see that their joy was before them. They couldn't see that like they were being led to salvation through all of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it says, you know, see what this godly sorrow has produced in you. What earnestness, eagerness to clear yourselves, indignation, alarm, longing. What concern, what readiness to see justice done. So it's like the, the godly sorrow that they're trying to say, like, focus on this, right? Don't weep. Like, this is a time to rejoice. This is yeah. a time to be happy, right? For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yeah. Okay. So the reason why we brought Greg in today and Matt is because there's a, you know, we got a little bit of a personal story that Greg was like, hey, I think this would be a really good topic and I want to share share this. And we said, okay, so Greg, we're going to open it up to you All right, and well, let you share your story. Great. Well, you know, first of all, thanks for having me guys. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Um, you guys have been a great influence, not only to myself through just a few podcasts already, but to, I know all of your listeners. So, you know, keep that up, keep going, keep following the word of God. Cause you guys are killing it. Thank thanks, you, man. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So yes. Um, you know, growing up, uh, a little bit of background on myself, uh, I grew up in a Methodist church mm-hmm. um, from day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom grew up from in Methodist church down in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so I have a basis uh, growing up in a church. I have a basis of living through God, of mm-hmm. worshiping Jesus every single day. And that took me all the way out from growing up in Colorado to moving out to Arizona to go to ASU. Um, that's where, you know, I really started to build my life up to where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, you know, playing ultimate Frisbee, very competitively traveling the country, 
I was doing great in school. I was uh, I was in a band, but with you guys. Mm-hmm. And Those were good days, by the way. Great yeah. day, yeah. <laughs> Throwback to that too. Uh, another one. <laughs> um, you know, you know, everything was going great. Uh, fast forward a little bit through college. I'm in my junior year. The band is kicking off. We're practicing two times a week. That is double the worship, by the way. Right. You yeah. know, like, Amen. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we've got everything going for us. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I had just landed a dream internship for business people with Toyota. Mm-hmm. You know, I I had the opportunity to move out to Kansas City for a summer and travel around the Midwest visiting dealerships, just talking business, talking strategy, just, you know, big time puzzle making. Um, And I had just gotten a girlfriend at the time too. You know, life was great. And And that's an incredible opportunity too, being only what, a junior in college? Yeah, that's right. Having all all these things line up for you. Yeah. And it's crazy because junior year of college is, you know, really when you should be lifting off. Because mm-hmm. that's yeah. when you should have the first perspective of what true maturity is. Mm-hmm. And that's when you should start to have an idea of what you really want to do with your life. Yeah. And you know, I thought I had that. And <laughs> I thought I had that. I'll get into it. Um, <laughs> that's usually a good sign that you're wrong, is that you say, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Everything was going great. Junior year ended, moved out to Kansas City. Um, out there, I kept playing Ultimate. I kept playing guitar. I kept up with my girlfriend, who was brand new, and we, had, we were doing great long distance. And internship was going well. Mm-hmm. And then as the summer progressed, I still did well. I did all my things. Yeah. And I had happiness. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was glad with what I was doing. But... You know, every day I just lost a little motivation hmm. mm-hmm. and I, I had no idea what was going on at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the summer progressed and I was doing the same work, but my heart just wasn't in it. And I, I started to feel at the end of the summer and I just didn't know why. Mm-hmm. And it took me to the end where I was supposed to get the offer for the job. Mm-hmm. And I know I did the right work to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so myself and the other two interns all went into the office. First one got her offer. Second one got her offer. I went in and they told me to keep working on it and to come back. Mm. That's tough. Ow. It was a blow. And I, I couldn't figure out why I didn't get it. And I went back into my senior year feeling sad mm-hmm. and feeling depressed. and. Like I said, those feelings started before I got the rejection, Mm -hmm. but it took a while to figure out why. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I got back, I started up with the band again. Mm -hmm. What I realized I missed was church. Yeah. What I realized I missed was worship and praise. That that, deep relationship of being with God all the time kind of thing. Exactly. Mm. Um, I lost my backing. I lost Mm. the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the craziest part about this whole experience to me is that I had a solid base. Mm -hmm. Before I moved out there, it wasn't some fake thing like, oh, look at me, everybody. I'm doing things. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You know, it's like I I was doing good Mm -hmm. and I was feeling good and I was being a good person. Mm -hmm. And in three months, that flipped. Mm -hmm. 
situational depression mm-hmm. hit me hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was sad. I had to push myself to go outside, to, yeah. to go to school, to do everything, hang out with you guys. And what I lost in three months took me at least two years to regain. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it took a lot of faith. What, looking back at it now, what I really realized what was going on, um, I was just, you know, I was just trying to fill holes that weren't there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I had my girlfriend who, who had the, um, she's not religious, not with her anymore, but um, she unintentionally kind of kept me from church. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why it took so long. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's getting my motivation was difficult. And when it started to rebuild, I realized, wait, no, God's got my back. Mm-hmm. Hey, come on. Yeah, it it gave me something to latch onto. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like God has a vision for each one of us. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. And He wants us to fulfill that vision, and He will put everything in place to make sure that you follow the right path. Mm-hmm. It's up to you to take it. Exactly. You are your own mm-hmm. person, exactly. yeah. but you yourself are guided by God. Yeah, mm-hmm. so good. And you know that gives you hope. Yeah. That uh, we—that's what gives you joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's—I don't want to jump the gun, but like I said, like I had happiness, mm-hmm. yeah, and I found joy. Oh, there you go. Oh. There you go. Say that again, Greg. Say it again. Yeah, I had happiness, but I found joy. Amen. I think that—that that is something that oof, I feel that in my spirit. Someone needs to hear that. Like, yeah, someone has happiness. But they're still like they have that empty feeling. They're not doing they're doing what makes them happy, right? Mm-hmm. But there's still something that they're missing. They're like, man, I just don't feel right. And like, oh, uh, just be able being able to find joy in those times. Like that is key. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is so crucial. And that is so hard to do. Yeah. Because we look so much at temporary things to make us happy. Mm-hmm. Right? Car like vehicles or or material things, possessions, money, mm-hmm. relationships, all these the things. Job. Yeah. The, the so, girlfriend, the, career. the boyfriend. Whatever it is, marriage will not give you like marriage can give you joy, Mm. but it will not sustain your joy because there will be times when it is difficult and you're like, man, uh -uh." like, (laughs) you know, like your your husband cannot give that to you. Your wife cannot give that to you. Your boss cannot give that to you. Like only God can give you true joy. Yeah. Right. Like that is where our joy is really found. Mm-hmm. But not only that, you have to allow God to give that to you. Exactly. Right. I was just right. going to say back right. in those in those notes where you said mm-hmm. um, we got the joy, joy, or excuse me, in uh, Nehemiah. Yeah. Where it said Ezra opened the book. <laughs> I literally thought, well, in order, like you said, what did you say? In order to start things, you have to open the book. Just open the book, yeah. Well, in order to accept that joy, you gotta open your heart. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come because on. Because if your heart's not open and it's not ready to accept it, <laughs> you're not gonna be joyful. You're just gonna be happy. Mm. And I think sometimes God uses situations. Oh yeah. To open our hearts. Very mm-hmm. much so. Um, when when we're talking about joy, the the verse, the Bible verse that comes up in mind. Um, I pulled it up here. It's 
Well, I had it. I don't know. <laughs> but it's in James. Let me pull it up. It's down at the bottom. James 1, verses yeah. 2 to 4. Yeah. Oh, you guys already have it. It's so on there. I already jumped gun. <laughs> the, uh, the okay. Consider it pure joy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so, <laughs> maybe, I don't, should I wait for later? No, go, go, go ahead. Okay. It's already out. So it says, uh, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles... Troubles of any kind come your way. Consider it opportunity for great joy. Hey, hey. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Ooh. So let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed. I like Ooh. I like um, the story we just we just heard and um, mine was mine's opposite actually. Okay. Um, I I can relate more to this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, ever since I gave my life to to Christ. Um, Cause I was going to college before, before I gave my life to Christ mm-hmm. and I kind of had a fulfill, a sense of fulfillment in that. But and then like some crazy stuff happened. I'm not going to get into all that, but, um, I gave my life to Christ and he shifted my heart, um, to, to do ministry and into like pastoral, yeah. like a pastoral yeah. heart. Yeah. 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 And so I was like, yo, like, why am I going to go to college for this then if I'm God, you know, it's calling me in a different direction, different direction. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And but that hasn't been easy. Yeah. Um, And now I'm in a place where. I'm just struggling because I'm trying to I'm trying to. I'm trying to find identity in in stuff. Like, cause I, like I told you guys earlier, like I was, I, I had a sense of, of, of fulfillment in school mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm leaning towards finding identity in all that, especially right. when I'm surrounded with peers at church. We go to a church that has a lot of well diverse people yeah. that come from different backgrounds mm-hmm. and a lot of them are very well like educated. Yeah. Sure. And that's great. Mm-hmm. But that sense to put a pressure when, when I'm struggling with identity, with identity issues, um, to tend to want to go back that route. Just because, wow, yeah. just because I haven't, just because I haven't, um, I'm still struggling with identity issues. Yeah. Well, I, I already know where my identity comes from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's where pure joy comes from. Exactly. Ooh. You know, where, when you find your identity in Christ, that's where you find pure joy as well. Amen. Um, but I'm still struggling with that. Yeah. And it's crazy because I know it, but it's what I want. And what I Amen. know are not Amen. matching up. Yeah. Amen. And I'll just let Noah go. Go ahead. No, no I'm go sorry. Ahead. Ahead. <laughs> For everybody listening, I feel this in my spirit. Matt, what I hear you saying is that you're trying to find your identity and who and who God has called you to be, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What we live in is a culture of comparison. Yes. Ooh, we definitely. live we live in a culture of comparison, and there is no greater thief of joy than comparison. Yes. Right. Because if we start comparing ourselves with Mm -hmm. what we don't have that someone else has. Right. We get resentful. We get bitter. Exactly. If we do the opposite, if we compare ourselves with what we have that someone else doesn't, we get pride. Yeah. Comparison is such a thief of joy. Like it is. I'm sorry. Like I'm just shouting because I felt that in my soul when you started speaking. But like I'm the same way. Right. You and I have a very similar calling. Like I went to school for architecture for three years in a master's program. Like and that was after I felt the call to become a pastor and okay. I ignored it. But like, and I look around all the time, right? Uh-huh. I see preachers like Terry Crist at Hillsong. I see yep. Brian Houston. I see Stephen Furtick, Michael Todd, like really, really great preachers. I'm just yeah. like, man, like how could <laughs> I ever get there? You know? Yeah. yeah. But like, 
that's what you are saying is probably the most crucial point about joy is that like you cannot have your joy in what you are not and you cannot have your joy in what someone else is either yeah right your joy has to be what greg has said too like it has to be like in that foundation of god that he is building in your life yeah like that you can lean back on that you can then go back and say like even if i don't have this yeah i was just even if I don't have this, even if I do have this, right? My joy is not dependent on the things that I see in this world. My yeah. jo- my joy is dependent on what God has called me. My joy is dependent on what he, he wants me to do Amen. Yeah. in the word, what his word says about me, what he has told me, right? The promises he's given me, like that is my joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why in Nehemiah it says the, the joy of the Lord is our strength, mm-hmm. right? The joy of the Lord. What is it? strength yeah and it's where is it found though like where is the joy of the lord found (sighs) i'm putting you on the spot yeah man um going back to scriptures right (laughs) um i think it's found for me like i said earlier identity in in christ yeah um Mm -hmm. just knowing who you are and whose you are. Yep. Exactly. Hmm. Yep. Because again, going back to Nehemiah, right? What these people were seeing was that, oh my gosh, like we are so saddened by this disobedience. Like, God, we don't deserve any of this. And God's like, no, 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 no. Like I was with you the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My God is saying my joy is found in your obedience. Yeah. My joy mm-hmm. is found in your joy being in me. Exactly. Like God wants our joy to be in him because he wants to provide all, all things for us, right? He yeah. is our provider. Like God will provide everything for us. And God is just saying here, it's like, stop focusing on everything that didn't happen. Stop focusing on everything that did happen. That's not happening now mm-hmm. because I want to do a new thing. See, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Yeah. Like God is saying the joy of the Lord is our strength because when we rejoice in the Lord, then we are strong, that yeah. kind of thing. Because there can be nothing, if our joy is found in the Lord, that will shake that foundation. There will be nothing that can come against us. That, like no weapon formed against shall stand, exactly. right? No comparison can be a thief of joy because our joy is not in comparison. Our joy is not in other people or anything else but God, that kind of thing. And, and, and what I love about it is like what you were saying, how the scriptures just align. It's so amazing because um, like you were saying, they're, they're going through that shame and 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 like you were saying god god was like no like look at me like i was with you guys in that situation and even in the scripture in james like you you see that Mm kind of right here too because it says like even through the troubles consider it great joy because it's god's in the troubles Mm -hmm. as a matter of fact he lets those circumstances Mm -hmm. happen because he's going to use them for his glory Mm -hmm. and like that should be that has honestly this has this scripture alone has gotten me through through tough times. Yeah. Um yeah. just because and there's even a scripture where it says, and he endured the cross where he said before is that another one? Yeah, oh man. man. That's oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost start talking, man. No, like, God, see, good see this is this is what happens. Like we yeah. just start flowing and see the Holy Spirit just aligning everything right now, because he that's Hebrews twelve. Yeah. Right? Amen. Like we're going to save that one because that's going to be like the main so, point for the I will go ahead yeah. and break it up real quick. <laughs> go ahead, uh, when you were speaking, like this thought came up in my head and I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, joy is something 
Rather, let me start with happiness. Happiness is always the things that are external. Yes. Yes. Always yes. the things that Ooh. like, like, let's say, for example, you got the new job. That's happiness. You're yeah. like, right. thank God. You know, that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting a dog or getting those types of things. You know, dogs bring you joy and all that stuff and animals. That's that's great. Yeah. Bring you a lot of other things too. Exactly. But <laughs> but all the ha- all that happiness, things that are happy, bring are from the outside. Right. And joy is like the internal. Joy is always there, even when you don't feel happy. Joy is always there, even when you're kind of in a crappy mood and you're just like, ah, you know, the rain clouds are over me, and it's just nonstop downpouring, you know bad things that are going on but that's the thing about joy is joy is like internal and it's it's in your heart yeah and it can't Uh oh go ahead go ahead (laughs) so so we we've been talking a lot about you know like what is joy Mm -hmm. easy just talks on you know what is happiness Mm -hmm. we've even had a few you know stories of you know getting joy Mm -hmm. yeah but what is the practice of joy you know like how do you go get it when you don't know where it is Mm. and then Um, when you have it how do you practice it exactly (laughs) and do you know where i'm gonna get you guys with this one so joy is in rejoice oh greg you preaching keep going keep going keep preaching man so it takes a lot of internal looking and a lot of finding to to get joy yeah yeah you know it's a challenge um, you know, like Buddhists would call it meditation, mm-hmm. you know, like we call it prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's literally in rejoice because once you go out and look for it, once you realize it's there, it's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then to, to know that it's there, you have to keep it up. You have to keep rejoicing. You have to keep praying. Yeah. You have to keep looking up to God and say family member dies. Mm-hmm. You know, they had a great life. Mm-hmm. Celebrate it. Exactly. It's sad and it hurts and that's not happiness. Mm-hmm. But knowing what they did, knowing that you can do something just as big or bigger and then, you know, you'll die eventually too. Mm-hmm. Having to understand beforehand is joy itself. Yes, it is. What you got now? Uh, sorry. So I just was like, all right, I'm going to look up the word rejoice because I love what you said that the word yeah. joy is in <laughs> I rejoicing. Too, yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I just... So it's uh, in Middle English, blah, blah, blah. But what I saw was that it's from re and then jor, which means expressing intensive force. Mm. And then jor, so from, from re, which is expressing intensive force, and then jor, which is experienced joy. So it's literally expressing intensive force to experience joy. Mm-hmm. Like it, what you're saying, it takes effort. It Rejoicing does. sometimes takes effort, but like, I've often found when I need joy, I will either encourage somebody else, like I will do something mm-hmm. to experience joy. Quick little story. I told Easy this year tonight. It's a little thing, but I just, I was in line at uh, Cane's, right? I was going to get some food, whatever, a late Sunday night. Yeah. Um, I was in line and I pull up to the front, order, order my food at the window, whatever, pull up, get ready to pay. There's no one at the window. And God speaks to me in that moment and he's like, cancel your order. And pay for the people behind you. I'm just like, Lord, I'm hungry. Like, I need some food. Like, it's been a long day, Lord. Like, and he's like, and there was no one at the window. Like, normally they're pretty, like, quick and they're right there at the window. Yeah. But I sat there for probably a good couple minutes waiting for someone to, like, 
take my money or whatever. Yeah. And that whole time I was going back and forth with, I was wrestling with God being like, God, like I, I just want to eat. Like I don't, like, I don't want to just go home and eat something. And God was like, cancel your order and pay for the people behind you. Yeah. And I re- I was just like, ah, the lady walked up and I was like, Hey, I need you to cancel my order. <laughs> I'm going to pay for the people behind me. Right. Yeah. Like even in something as seemingly insignificant as that, I felt so much joy, like just happiness, like looking at the people behind me, like, as I drove away, like there was just something inside of me in my heart that was just like, I feel better, you know? And again, that's a very small example, but like even in the little things when we do something for others, right? I think that's something where we really experience joy mm-hmm. is when we serve others is when we experience a true profound sense of mm-hmm. joy kind of thing. But it's like, it's, it, it takes effort. Like joy does not come easily. Mm-hmm. The enemy wants to come and steal it from us. Right. Because he knows that if we have joy within our hearts, it doesn't matter what he throws at us. Mm -hmm. Nothing will stand against us. Like if our joy is rooted in God, the enemy can't throw anything at us that will break that or destroy that. So sometimes it's going to take effort. Effort. Yeah. Like it's going to take an intensive force, like an inward, what you're saying is like an inward intensive force, like coming out of you, like me wrestling with God and this seemingly insignificant moment yeah to to do something i don't want to do but god's like you're going to experience joy after this kind of thing and then joy is one of those things too with other people um i i I feel the same way with faith love um hope and peace and then joy is one of the other ones that it's one of those uh qualities of people that are very contagious yes you know when when you meet someone and they seem like they always seem like happy you know on the outside but you get to know them and you, you hear how their day went and it was crappy, but they're still, they sound happy. Yeah. That's that joy in them. That's like, what do they have that I don't? Right. You yeah. know, like, what is it about that person that even though in the midst of trial, they're still happy, they're still rejoicing and praising God. Yep. And they have this peace over them that's like, where when when all these things are not going their way, they're just like, oh, I trust in you, God. I have faith that you will lead mm-hmm. me out. I I love, you know, mm-hmm. the people, my enemies, that you know do wrong against me or those situations. You know, I have compassion for that, and then you know I have hope that they will change or that the situation is going to get better. And I have faith that you are with me. Yeah, and yeah. I also have joy. That I'm gonna learn something out of all this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Oh man. You can man. Something love, love, love. Back to man, back to James, because you guys just say, like, look, <laughs> go ahead. It says, it says, consider it for an opportunity of great joy. Opportunity. Saying you don't have it yet. Mm-mm. You're gonna get it. Mm-hmm. But then it says, and then it says, For you know that when your faith is tested, like what Noah was saying, God told him, pay for these people food, and he was wrestling. Mm-hmm. It yeah. took faith for him to actually do it. Faith is an act. Yes, it is. Faith yes. is an act. Yes, so like when is. we act upon rejoicing is an action. Mm-hmm. It's even if you don't feel like it, like what you're saying, it's an action for us to even go out and worship when we feel like we had a crappy day. And like just that brings that faith mm-hmm. in God, that expectation brings joy. Mm-hmm. That brings an opportunity for God to fill us with joy. Mm-hmm. And and then it says, so let us grow when your endurance is fully developed and you will be perfect and completing, needing nothing and complete needing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, like, I didn't even realize, like, but I was just reading that and then like, it was just coming all together. Bro, you, just, like, you just said something important that 
rejoicing and all those other things are actions. And that's Absolutely. that's the thing that that's just confirmation that the joy is something that's in you from inside of you and not like a happiness like, exactly. oh, I just bought like the motorcycle of my dreams or I just bought the car of my dreams. I'm so happy. No, it's yeah. it's that action that when the tornadoes in your life are happening, how mm-hmm. are you going to handle those? Exactly. Yeah. You know, are you going to make that conscious decision to still be rejoicing yeah. even though it's not going your way? And Greg, going back to what you said in your story, right? Mm-hmm. You could have easily come back and said, guys, I'm not really feeling this. I'm exactly. going to take a little bit of time off. But no, yeah. you were like, no, I, I'm coming back. I know what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm choosing to rejoice. Mm-hmm. It's also a choice, right? It's mm-hmm. like, I am choosing choice. to do this. I am choosing to come back to God. I'm choosing to come back to this relationship to the place where I know where my joy will be found. And Amen. do you know why that is? That's because I had faith. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's all faith. tying in. Faith <laughs> is a choice. Mm-hmm. Well, and joy is one of the fruits of the spirits, right? Yeah. But with, so love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, uh, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yeah. Right. Those are the fruits of the spirit, like the faith, the joy, like, ah, oh, that, whew. We're going to do a whole episode on the fruits of the spirit. Cause like the, uh, the fruit cocktail, the, Holy spirit. Oh, the fruit cocktail. <laughs> That's the episode name. Yes. Thank you, Greg. That is awesome. <laughs> so, you know, like Greg, what you were saying earlier though, like you had happiness, you had all these things, you yeah. had everything. I think we, again, we live in a culture of comparison that is yeah. the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. But like we also live in a culture of oh just you do you boo mm-hmm. do yeah. what makes you happy mm-hmm. that is such a lie mm-hmm. yes that is such a lie because lie. Greg you experienced this right yeah you experienced this you you found happiness like, yeah you did what made you happy but you had no joy you might have a little bit of course like you weren't completely depleted or whatever right. but you had everything lined up and maybe that was God saying like I need you to go through this. Because now you're going to find pure joy. Consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Many kinds, not just the ones you don't like. Sometimes the ones that God will throw at you. Yep. What mm-hmm. seems like a good thing, like God is like, I'm revealing something about who I am in your life kind of thing. And like, it's such it, that, that do what makes you happy. Maybe that was your kind of mindset. Like, I'm happy I'm doing it. I, and you just felt nothing. Like, you felt no joy. Yeah. Right. Until you came back and you were in that place where you were worshiping. You were, you were acting and rejoicing and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, we are not called to do what makes us happy. Yeah. God does not call us. In fact, all the disciples Jesus called was not anything what they looked like they were doing. They were still yeah. doing the same kind of thing. Right? Mm-hmm. They were still fishing, but now they were fishing for men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we are not called as Christians, right? We are not called to do what makes us happy. We are called to do what glorifies God through the trials, through everything that comes. Like everything should reflect the glory of God. And that's hard, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Not saying this as in like my life is great. Everything I do reflects the glory of God because it doesn't. All Mm -hmm. right. Being straight up, like not everything I do is great. For the glory of God. Like, there are probably some things where God's going to be like, you remember you doing this? And I was like, yes, Lord, I do. I'm sorry. At the end, you know, I'm talking to him face to face in the last days. It's hard to take sin as natural. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't like it, but it's always going to be there. You're always going to do something that goes against his word. But it takes a true Christian to go back and realize what you've done to to apologize, to act and ask for forgiveness. Especially someone that has that open book mindset with God that, like, I'm not perfect, God, and I I, su- I, I suffer with with 
you know, having uh, sometimes no joy, sometimes no peace, sometimes no love, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just incredible. Thank you guys for that. Those stories, those are great. Yeah. So so you said you don't like how people say do what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. I I agree. My I think how that should be phrased mm-hmm. is act in the way that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Because if you act in that way with the mm-hmm. word of God yeah. behind yes. you, yes. then you, you will, even through your sin, you will act in a way that's positive. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing I live by is um, do good, feel good, think good, and you will attract good. Yep. Mm-hmm. You will emit good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I was yeah. just going to say, too, um, that, you know, it's okay to to enjoy the little things in life. Sure. And it's okay to enjoy that that quick little happiness, but just we got to remember that that's not where our joy is. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, you know, enjoying those video games or, you know, the soccer games that you watch. The fast food. Fast food. <laughs> you know, no, if you get that Ferrari, eventually it's just going to be a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, like, that's just one of those things where it's okay to, to do the things that make you happy, but you just got to remember that it's not those things that is where your happiness, your true happiness being real joy is from. I think when, when we live a life of doing things that make us happy, um, it's so, it's so limited because, um, it's, we're basically living a life, uh, doing stuff up with our own intentions and our Mm -hmm. own desires. And we're human. We're, we're, when it comes to us, we own we have a limit mm-hmm. yeah and that that's not sustainable that happiness is not sustainable because yeah. we choose stuff that that is that are not eternal yeah but when we're in god's will and we do god's will um at first it might not seem like a you know like we don't want to do it at first because it's not our it's not what right. we want right. yeah but god's will brings eternal it's it's an eternal plan mm-hmm. and when you realize that it's not about you when it, our life is not about us mm-hmm. it's about him and other people and an eternal it takes off a lot of pressure it takes a lot of pressure and that's where true joy comes because now we live with the purpose that's infinite it's it's yeah. it, there's Amen. no end Amen. to it so go, because bro. when when you're living for souls and not living for a car a car will erode but when you're mm-hmm. living to 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 save souls when you're living to impact souls that's eternal right there mm-hmm. and and that's God's true purpose. That's God's will. And that's why God's will brings joy. Mm-hmm. Because it's eternal, man. There's no limit. There's no end to it. Mm-hmm. And I think, us. I think that mindset with what Greg said, which is the, what was your phrase? The feel good, do good. Yeah, yeah. Feel good, do good, act good. Yeah. Feel the track good. And those, exactly. those two things that you guys Combined, you put them together, yeah. oh my God. It's unstoppable. Matt, what you're saying reminds me of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Bro, that I was gonna say that, but I didn't want it because, and then we were gonna like, have that. Like, <laughs> yeah. literally, Jesus is in the garden, and he is like, "Lord, I don't want to." He's wrestling do with this, God. Right? He is wrestling with God, saying, "God, I don't want to do this, but not my will, God. Yours Your will be done." Be done. And that's where I was. That last Bible verse comes in. I'm not going to bring it in. The Hebrew 12 one? The Hebrew 12 No, man. let's read it because we, we were in the Old Testament, right? All right, yeah, But yeah. now we're going to see what how Jesus found joy. So read it, read it, man. Hebrews 12, chat, uh, sorry, yeah, Hebrews chapter 12, 
uh, verses 1 to 2. And it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders. Okay. Let us throw off everything that hinders. And listen to this. And the sin. Ooh. Not everything that hinders you is a sin. Mm-hmm. Yep. That so easily entangles. And let us oh, run man. with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Oh, I feel that in my spirit. That's, man, that's where I was getting at. Um, for the joy set before him. The joy was right here, set before him already. But he had to go through something first. He had to go through that cross. He had to go. He had to endure that cross. Jesus did not have joy about going to the no. cross. He no. had the joy about the outcome of the situation that exactly. he knew what was going to happen. Yeah. He knew that he had to go through the cross to get to what was his joy. Yeah. Right. And again, the joy set before him. Yeah. Because if he's sitting there swinging his neck back and forth, right, mm-hmm. you can't have any joy. This is comparison. This is what yeah. comparison does back and forth and back and forth. But yeah. Jesus had the joy set before him. What is that joy? Right? Jesus' joy is that he, that he who knew no sin became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God. That mm-hmm. he who was the spotless lamb took our sin and shame mm-hmm. right, so that we could have a right relationship with God. That he who was like the, perfect, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, he set that joy of our relationship with God before him. Mm-hmm. That's what made him endure the cross. Yeah. Because he knew. We talked about this before, Easy, but like he could have at any point had angels come and rescue him from that cross, right? Take him down, heal him. But he he was on that cross and he just, I believe in that moment when he was taking the nail hits, like he just saw every single person in one moment and said, I can't come down because easy needs me in 2000 years. I can't come down because Matt needs me in this situation. Like he saw every single little situation. He saw Greg in that situation in Kansas city. And he said, I cannot come down because Greg needs me 2000 years from now. Joy is a point of view point Mm -hmm. of yeah. Joy is a perspective. Yeah, Ooh, you joy, got that on that one. Joy is a focus. <laughs> it's a priority. It's a focus. Like, focus. L- listen again what verse 2 says. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, mm. right? That's our focus. Yeah. Our joy is a focus on him because he had a focus on what was before him. Mm. And it's about priority, right? Because I can be happy and have joy. You yeah. can have both. You can be happy and have joy. I can yeah. also be happy and have no joy. I can be sad and have joy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can be sad and have no joy. Yeah. Right? Well, real quick, that that whole saying of I can be sad and have joy goes back to when Greg was talking about, you know, when someone passes away. Yep. You're like, you're sad, you're mourning, but you're also celebrating that person's life. You know, you're celebrating Mm -hmm. the, the things that were positive and yeah, they're not here in the flesh anymore and that's where you're sad. But deep down inside, you're like, okay. That's cool. They're in a better place. And not only that, look what they left. They left a legacy and yep. they left a way of living. Yep. And now there's a, there's another person I can, you know, follow in their footsteps and celebrate that life. And yeah. that's joy right there to have in that moment. Yeah. And also, I also believe like back to, to the garden um, where, where Jesus before, like he was there and, and it said he was, he was just, he was feeling it. Mm-hmm. He was feeling agonized. Like, he was sweating like, blood. Was sweating, yeah, blood. sweating blood. So like just right there, like he 
he didn't he didn't naturally he didn't want it he didn't want to do that naturally but he no. did want to do it um and i forgot where i was going with this because we're man what can you read that bible <laughs> like, verse again or go go ahead go ahead greg go yeah. ahead so like, like it was hard in the moment like it was it was not a happy moment yeah right. yes. like it, it was, was going, the yeah. furthest thing from happiness yeah that right. jesus has probably ever experienced exactly. in his life but you know that joy came out in the ultimate example of optimism Age. Um, Age. you know like he was optimistic for us as humanity in the future to to have good feelings mm-hmm. to live good lives to be a good neighbor and to treat yours as you would yourself mm-hmm. you know um that's what joy breeds yeah it breeds optimism it breeds hope yes that's the base that you have to go on to truly live a day-to-day happiness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's possible to have both frequently, mm-hmm. but it does take both, and it does take rejoicing. It takes practice. Yep. It yeah. takes dedication and focus, mm-hmm. and that's something that's hard to keep. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah, but hard, easy to remember. Mm-hmm. So again, that verse we were just reading that we got all excited about is Hebrews chapter twelve, verses one to two. Oh like, God. like write that down. Like when you when you are just struggling and you're like, man, I can't feel joy. Like this is where we turn. Yeah. I really believe like this is a great place to turn because again, look what back to Nehemiah, same kind of thing. Yeah. Fix your focus. Where are you focused on? Are you focused on what the people did and their disobedience? Mm-hmm. Or are you focused on the fact that God was with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus, are you fo- like, are we as Christians focused on the fact that Jesus died? Or are we focused on the fact that he died for us and now is with us that lives within us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, I really truly believe joy is a focus. Yeah. Yeah. Like like Peter walking on the water, right? He was focused on Jesus. Yeah. And it wasn't until he started looking all around him that he started to fall. That yeah. kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. joy is a focus, it's a perspective. And again, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's where we have our focus. Not on anything else, not on relationships, not on jobs, nothing, but only yeah. fixing our eyes on Jesus, who was the pioneer and perfecter mm. of our faith. I like how it gives you that hope in that. Yeah. So it tells you first, like you said, it gives you the perspective on Jesus to fix your eyes on Jesus, but and then it gives you like, what does Jesus bring? Exactly. Absolutely. Ooh, I have the perfect verse for that. Go for it. So uh, Psalm uh, chapter 16, verse 11. Oh. I heard this earlier. Say it, Greg. Say it, Greg. All right. Uh, you will show me the path of life. Oof. In your presence is fullness of joy. Oof. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Oh. In your presence is fullness of joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I heard this earlier, so I'm kind of cheating off of Stephen Furtick's sermon, but... God says he will never leave you nor forsake you. Yeah. So it's not about his presence that we find fullness of joy. It's about our presence with him. Mm. It's about us having a present moment saying, right now my life sucks, but God, I am present with you. You are here with me. I have joy. Yeah. Because his presence is always there. Right. He will never leave us nor forsake us. goes away from him sometimes. Yes. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That is so good. That's when the Holy Spirit comes in with that lasso, like, yo, get on back yeah. here. Yes. One more thing I just want to say before you know we Go end it off. Um, I mentioned this in a previous episode, but I'm feeling called to say it again um, because I think it ties in with joy. It's joy 
when I was a kid, I was taught what joy was by one thing my parent, my mom especially told me, and some of you may know. Um, when I got dropped off at school, when I was in elementary school, my mom would always say, <laughs> son, you are the son of a king. You are royalty. God, he's the king. Jesus is also the king. You know, you are the son of a king. You are royalty, and no one can take that away from you. Mm-hmm. And that right there has been one of my biggest things along with joy. It's a good reminder. Because it's like, I don't care what, what other people have that I don't or, you know, what struggles may come because God is the king and I'm freaking royalty because of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know? So, your head up. Exactly. And so, yeah. like, it was just one of those things that was always a, a reminder that, you know, remember people, you like, you are sons and daughters of royalty. Therefore, that joy can never be truly taken away from you. Right. Identity. Identity. Yep. Yeah. Holy Spirit. Thank you for that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, Matt, Greg, thank you guys so much. Like, this was awesome. Yeah. Thank you for thank having us, Thank you guys us, yeah, for sitting in with us and discussing your stories and just opening up. Like, I felt that one. That was a good, that was... It was great awesome having you guys here. So we're going to do more of these. We should do definitely keep doing more of these with you guys. Oh, yeah. So, I'm up for it, man. Um, forward to it. At the end yeah. of every episode, you know, we never like to end without giving everyone a prayer for salvation to say, hey, I've never accepted Christ into my life. I want that joy. Mm-hmm. I want that joy deep down in my heart. You know, I want to experience this, what you guys are just and seeing. And you'll be giving it. Yes. Amen. So, you know, the Bible says that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, that you will be saved. Yeah. And that you will have everlasting joy deep within you that no one can steal. So if you want to say this along with us, um, I'm going to read it out. And then easy, easy, if you just want to repeat after me. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to say, dear God. Dear God. Dear God. I am a sinner. I am I'm a, a sinner. sinner. In need of a Savior. In need, in need of a Savior. savior. I believe. I believe, I believe that Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is your son, is your son, and is Lord of all, and is Lord of all. I believe he died for me. I believe he died for me and rose from the dead. And rose from the dead. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Make me new. Make me new. I'll follow you. I'll follow you. This is my new beginning. This is my new beginning. Amen. If you guys just made that decision for the first time, we want to say welcome to the family. We are so excited that you made this decision. Welcome to joy. Yes. So again, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and if you guys made that decision and you want to reach out and let us know, we would love to hear from you. Send us an email, uh, connection.podcast3 at gmail.com. Or hit us up in those DMs at uh, Connection Podcast on Instagram. At Connection Podcast. And you guys can listen to this Ooh, Apple iTunes, Spotify, wherever you stream Google Play. podcasts. Yeah. So, all right, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode because we sure did. Make it a great week. We love you all. Amen. Amen. All right. Peace out.